don't know the definition of serendipitous i am Darrell, and i am joined by brandon hi people i do know what serendipitous means continue and christy hi everybody <laughs> and Kate. i heard the word in a song once all right well that's that's gonna you know what the the post show we will talk about uh serendipity all about it uh but for the cool. current show so Darrell's going to have a so we're gonna have an English lesson we're with Jarrell. I'm gonna be able to use that degree I haven't Yay. used since 2000, and I won't say the date because I don't want people to know how old I am. But since 2000, 2000 is it how old you are? Is it just so smart that you graduated early? That could also be true. This man is like Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. Got went into college at like six. I am nothing like Dexter. He's so disgusting. I mean, you do have a sister. Does she annoy you? I have more than one sister, so I'm still not like Dexter. <laughs> Well, we don't know that Dexter but, doesn't but, have But does one. any of those older sisters annoy you, though? Well, I'm not going to say that answer to that on the podcast. <laughs> Live on the podcast! <laughs> what I am going to say is that yes. I have a few things that I want to talk to you guys about. Not necessarily all news, so let's get the boring news stuff out of the way first. And boring. then we can talk about all the fun stuff, boring and then we news. will be out of here. Yeah, I think the news is kind of boring. So we're going to start from the bottom and work our way up, right? I think that's a, that's a good way to start. So uh, the Switch has managed to pass the Wii's lifetime sales. Um, and so we're going to talk about uh, what that means and what it means for Nintendo and Nintendo's future in hardware development. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll keep this pretty brief then so we can get through this new stuff. Um, honestly, I think it's not that surprising. The Switch started off really strong um but had but unlike the wii has kind of like moment uh maintained that momentum where the wii started off really strong but near the end it was kind of like petering off in sales it became a very casual system the attach rate for like the first party games was getting real low but the switch like may not have started off as quite as strong as the wii but it it has maintained that for like six years and it's still to the very end going strong where the wii near the end like it was like uh we gotta move on where the switch the next console is supposed to come out next year, as we talked about last podcast, but uh, they're still coming out with titles. Like, so I don't see that going down anytime soon. And I think, I think the obvious thing is just like the portability slash home console experience, just something that's probably going to be in uh, future Nintendo consoles DNA going forward, which I think can only help their sales. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that. When you said portability, I started dancing because it reminded me of the PlayStation Portal, which I'm going to get. You know, it's funny, quick sidetrack off of that. You know, I was talking about, like, I would understand why someone would get that, blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking to myself the other day, I was like, I shouldn't have said that because I literally bought a Steam Deck. And guess what? I went up to my bed to play my Steam Deck because I didn't feel like turning on my PC to play Baldur's Gate. So and I was you like, know you know what? what? Do? I see it. Exactly. I was like, I see it. Exactly. I see it. You could do the same exact thing with your PlayStation Portal, which is exactly what I plan on doing because I don't have a Steam Deck library pretty much because I don't have a gaming PC, which is why I bought a Steam Deck. Um, that was a choice um, <laughs> that I won't say was good or bad because some people like to say things about my decisions and I won't call them out on the podcast, but you know who you are and I don't regret any decision I've ever made in my life. I'm happy. I don't believe that. Um, okay. I'm happy. <laughs> I promise. Uh, 
Oh, this is derailing. Um, yeah, anybody else uh, have anything else to say about the the Switch passing the Wii U sales? I mean, the Wii sales. I don't know why I keep saying Wii U. Oh, my God. The Wii, which sold better than the I Wii I mean, U. that's not incorrect. It definitely passed. And, yeah, it definitely sales. passed. Definitely uh, passed. A long time ago. Yeah. No, nobody else. I guess else? That, no. <laughs> <laughs> no one else. Hey, the news is gonna go quick, I guess. The news is, is like gonna go quick. Um, yeah, so next up, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. I know that Branson and I have seen this. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have seen this. The budget for the One Piece live action uh, fell, uh, has been confirmed to be 16 million euros per episode, which is $17.27 million in US dollars, making it more expensive than Game of Thrones at 13.7 million euros or 14.79 million USD per episode budget. Um, so let's discuss the faith that Netflix has in this adaptation to have this much budget on a uh, place in per episode and whether the footage shown thus far justifies that cost. Yeah. I haven't seen the footage. <laughs> it's okay. The answer is no. Brand I haven't seen him do his stretchy, stretchy thing yet, I but have. like, I haven't. But, it um, does not but... look like it is 17 million dollars if, yeah. if you're going if we're going based on the first trailer i'd agree with you but i've seen like literally every trailer and that it's it's definitely showing this budget but the thing is it goes beyond like luffy's like abilities it's like everybody's ability and like the monsters and the ships around but let me go let me backtrack a little bit before i can go into deep into this um yeah netflix has definitely a lot of faith in this budget and i think it has like a lot to do with um well there's a few factors I think I'm pretty sure that One Piece on like the anime itself, when they added it to Netflix, did pretty well for them. So I think they understand that there is an audience for it that there probably wasn't there like a few years ago. That's one. Two, the creator himself is involved with this, and so many people that are actually are fans of it are behind it. I think Netflix really wants this one to be the one that works because they've done so many other anime adaptations from Cowboy Bebop to Death Note that have obviously gone really badly, but. One that actually has promise, I think, is something that they would really want to invest in because, and I think that to be clear, I think this is the last time they're going to put something like this much effort into like an anime adaptation. If this one doesn't work, then Netflix is not going to stop trying to do adaptations, but I don't think they'll be giving it as much budget to be clear. So it's this has got to be the one that hits. Um, but yeah, I think, I think based on the trailers I've seen, based on like the, the, the process they went to get the actors for this, they're I think they're pretty true to the characters from the anime slash manga themselves. Um, they're giving a lot of attention to detail. It's de it definitely doesn't feel cheap. Whether it, whether or not it needs that much money, like Game of Thrones money, definitely up for debate. But it does not feel cheap. Like it definitely feels like effort is going into the characters, the sets, and um, the the CG. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how it goes. Like it's so funny. I've got with this with this particular adaptation. I've gone from being, oh no, this is a terrible idea. That was the first time when I first heard the announcement. Then I heard the creators evolve and I was like cautious. Then I saw trailers and I started getting cautiously optimistic. By this point, after seeing just how much passion everyone involved with this seems to have for it, I've now just gone a full optimism. Like now I am now I am left off. If it if this somehow ends up being bad, I will actually be in pain. But <laughs> but but uh, but I but the caution has just gone away. I do have faith. This is going to end up being good. I, I like the way it's going. Hey, Brandon. What's that girl yeah. name? Nami. Nami? Nami. 
Can somebody send me a picture of the live action Nami? Um, uh, while I talk about. Would you like about... me to do that now? Yes, now while I okay, talk about I will this, get it, if I will you can, get it. if you don't mind. Go for it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. But also, Game of Thrones budget was for nothing because at the end they just stopped caring anyway with like water bottles and stuff. They did stop caring anyway. It, so like, they, they did stop caring. But well, from what I understand of Game of Thrones, because I've watched all Game of Thrones. I feel like it's the creators that just didn't care at the end. I feel like everyone else did, but they're ultimately at the mercy of like the ones who've been show running that thing from the beginning. And when they stopped caring, it just kind of trickled down and then affected everything on every level, which is unfortunate given how long that show went. But uh, there you go. Well, sure. I was just talking about like budget wise, like it's a lot of money to be spending on something that nobody cares about. Um, but uh, as far as this goes, I've seen the trailers. I think the the cast looks really nice. Like uh, as as people, as far as people go, um, I haven't been wowed by anything I've seen from that. But um, I'm I, I was waiting for the picture, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, the biggest thing that I think is like horrible is. Nami's wig and I feel like they did a horrible job with it because they really tried her and she looks horrible and unless it has been fixed I do not believe you're spending that much money and you got her walking outside looking like that and that's the only thing I have to say about that uh, and, and the picture just came up I mean can you send I would still After like to did. see it <laughs> it's on the podcast chat and the okay because outside. like maybe maybe I'm wrong oh yikes that but wig I do is remember bad. no yeah it's still a really bad wig um so where's the 17 million going because it ain't going to her head no all the stretchy effects effects, yeah i haven't seen a stretchy effects yet i just said that no but i mean it would make sense um uh, which is really hard to mess up (laughs) okay if you say so i think what does look good are like the, the character profiles of um like the different the different characters i feel like they've done a really good job at making them look like their anime um yeah. Uh, counterparts uh, for like I- I've seen some of them except for that horrible wig that Nami has like some of the rest of them they look pretty good um, I'm gonna watch it <laughs> you know we'll see what happens uh, anybody else three two one um, all right, next up, let's talk about fun stuff. Um, Yay. I don't... So that's all the news? Fun stuff now? Yeah, unless you have more more news to talk about. No, I am not pulling out some last minute news in the middle of the <laughs> Pull up last, last minute news right news now. Is that the best. Oh, I'm not as good as Christy, so if I'm the oh, best, you're the better. Oh, what the fuck, Phil Fesser about Nintendo? We gotta talk to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to now, like, bleep that out before somebody, like, believes it. Um, So there are two things I want to talk about. One of them is about the Xbox Series S, and the other one is all about just video games in general for this year. So which would you guys like to... Uh, which would you prefer to talk to uh, talk about first? Uh, let's talk about the Xbox thing. Yeah, I'm trash on something. Yeah. Okay, so um, that was unexpected. So, friend of the show who hasn't been on the show in a while, David, um, who I have to get back on the show, he posted an uh, IGN article that I want to talk to you guys about. And that article was titled, New Naruto Game Will Let Xbox Series X Players Block Users on Xbox Series S, Bandai Namco Confirms. Um, If you're an Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5 player and you don't want to be stuck with 30 frames per second and online fights in the upcoming Naruto uh, Cross Boruto Ultimate,
Ninja Storm connections, Bandai Namco has you in mind. The developer is offering a feature to PS5 players to block PS4 from online matching, as well as Xbox Series X players to block Xbox One and notably Xbox Series S, as noted in the game's list of specs on its official website. So first of all, uh, that is from IGN by Shadow T. That's not from IGN. That's from somewhere else by Shadow T from IGN. Um, but that doesn't matter. What does matter is how do you guys feel about the ability of uh, players able to block those on lesser consoles? And by that, I mean, obviously, the PS5 to PS4 makes sense. But a lot of people are were shocked, I would say, by the Xbox Series S um, and the Xbox One. Obviously, the Xbox One because it's... Uh, uh, sorry, Xbox Series... Yeah, Xbox, Xbox One. Oh, my God. Yes, the Xbox One because it's last gen, but a lot of people are surprised about the Xbox Series S. So, first part of this conversation is how do y'all feel about players being able to block S Xbox Series S? The poor Xbox Dude. Series S players, man. I completely yeah. disagree. They wanted to join the next gen, but at a lower price point. So, Jarrell, I actually, I actually agree with you. <laughs> yes, like... block them immediately. If you're playing, uh, if you're playing any type of game and someone's stuck at 30 FPS and you're like at your your 60 or 120 FPS on your screen and you are, especially if it's like a fighting game or something, like it depends on the type of game. But if any of your system is held back and it's going to somehow destroy your personal experience based on lag, based on frames per second, anything, you should have the ability to cut them out. I think I think that's totally fine. Yeah, no, I agree because like I'm gonna just like ignore the console part of it just for a brief second because yeah, like you said, Jarrell, that exists in fighting games where a lot of modern fighting games have the ability to um, you can like limit what kind of players you want to fight. Like you can either put the option yeah. to fight curse of any kind of internet connectivity. You can do like three bars or higher, or you can just, like, if you've got really, like, pristine internet, you can just do only five-bar fights with other five-bar people. And to be honest, so this, to me, if you're... Yeah. Sorry, but to be honest, if you're playing those types of games ranked anyway, you're not playing on Wi-Fi. You're playing, um, um, plugged in, period. Like, land. no, you're... Yeah, you're playing yeah. land. You're, you're not playing Wi-Fi anyway. Ethernet. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so, so honestly, this is kind of, like, just an extension that... I just, I think, I don't, like... The series has players, like, they're not gonna be have a shortage of opponents, even if they're being like specifically excluded. Like they'll find people online. You sure? But the no, yeah. There's I mean, with the amount of shit that they were talking about, like, oh yeah, the Xbox digital version is a lot cheaper than the PS5 one. Of course, I'm gonna get that. There better be which, enough players for them to play with. Which I'm gonna talk about that in a second, or the I think you'll store. talk about that in a second, like the price point and whatnot. But 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 before we even get to that, just like yeah, no, like I think there'll be enough players for the Series X players to play with, and I think having the option for the Series X players. It's fine, like you said, PS5, PS4. Obviously, that's a good, that's a good thing. And but I get, I get, I get where the controversy comes from because technically, Series X and Series S are the same gen. But like I said, it's the same deal as what I just said about like the bar connection options. Like, like you said, if it, if it's if it somehow it hinders someone's experience, it's good that they have the option if they don't want to play with anything less than 60 FPS. I get it. Like if you bought this, like if you spent the other two hundred dollars to get this like big machine. And then you're being told, nah, 30 FPS because your opponent doesn't have it. Sure, I get it. So keep your opponents to only 60 FPS uh, so you can uh, get the most out of your performance. <clears throat> yeah, but the so holy, it's, it's an this, option. holy, this topic was specifically just because it is its current gen console that's being I get it. Yeah, shut for out. For sure, for sure. So yeah. um, specifically, do you want to speak to that part? Because um, that's what I want to know. Yeah, no, I, I, I really don't. 
I, I don't think it's a big deal. If I'm, if I'm being I think that's perfectly, horrible. I get, I, I yes, I get it, but I just, I don't know, man. If uh, just giving the people that option, I don't think it's inherently a bad thing, even if it is the same generation. Sorry. Yes, I agree with you. I like that's my point. Sorry, I do think yeah. it's really bad. Um, I'm sorry. I think it's great to give people the option. What I think is bad is that if you're it's it, what i think is bad is that the xbox series s is supposed to be a cheaper entry into um mm-hmm. uh this current gen and one of the biggest things was like it's almost just as good as this the only thing is it's not physical um they didn't really go too much into like the spec differences for the uh, i think for the average person to understand that it's more than just not getting a disc um, I think that sure. hasn't been communicated well by Xbox. And oh, so I see what you're saying. Because yeah, of sure. that, I do think that it it's kind of really bad on their part to put out a console and tell people they can come into this next gen, but then be sh- like shunned out of it because their new console thing is not up to par with the, I'm going to say, mean... normal one. I don't know, though. Wasn't I don't know, though. Wasn't there writing because... on the wall before this? Mm-hmm. Was that? I wanted to say, wasn't there writing on the wall before this where Microsoft came out and said, or was it, I think from developers, they were like saying that they didn't want to develop for the Xbox Series S just oh, yeah. because of yeah, the limitations it has. That. I mean, a big one right Yeah, but now, that was we were just... after the after console was already out. released. Yeah, like, that's like, what good, I'm A good month after. <laughs> not, yeah. not before, yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it was never one of these, like, oh, this is going to be a lesser machine. I don't think I've ever seen Xbox, like, Microsoft rather specifically talking about the fact that this is going to be a lesser machine that's going to have issues because these developers didn't know that until like right now when we're finding out things like perfect example one of the reasons that Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out this Friday on PS5 and it had no release date for Xbox is because they literally couldn't get a split screen co-op to work on the Series S like that's why the game had no like confirmed release date for and this is a huge game like I've talked about uh, just how how ridiculous the numbers are for Baldur's Gate 3. And to not have that on your console because you're being held back by a current-gen portion of your console is ridiculous. Now, did they figure it out? Yes. How did they figure it out? Um, Baldur's Gate 3 Magic. is going to release on... No. No, actually. <laughs> it's going to release on the Series X and still not be out on the Series S. So you can't even Ooh. play Baldur's Gate 3 on your Series S until they figure out what to do to it sometime next year so that actual Ooh. Xbox owners wow. can still play the game. Like, this is a the huge series deal. Series S owners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for I feel like it's Series S on that instance, for sure. So, yeah, to, to your point about, like, not communicating well enough that it's, like, a weak system, I think... I think the consumer, to a degree, understood that because, listen, like, I think, uh, let me, let me finish. Did they really, though? Let let, let me, let me explain. Let me explain. I think there's the general sense among consumers that you get what you pay for. That if you're getting, like, this cheaper, like, here's the thing. With the PS5 digital only, it's $100 cheaper. But let me finish, please. (laughs) With the PS5, there's two different versions of PS5 you can get right now. You can get the regular version that has the disk drive, and you get the one that doesn't have the disk drive. The one that doesn't have the disk drive is $100 cheaper, but otherwise is a functional PS5. Like, there's no differences whatsoever. With the Series X and Series S, this is a $200 difference. Um, $500 gets you the Series X, and then $300 gets you the Series S. And, yeah, like, like obviously, I think a consumer understand no disk drive or whatever, but I... 
I would like to, maybe I'm maybe I'm overthinking like what what a consumer would think about when making these kind of purchases. But I would like to think that the more savvy consumer will understand why is this one two hundred dollars cheaper when the competitor is a hundred dollars cheaper. Gabe, what's up? I don't like it when people waste their time. So I'm gonna save you from keep going because everything you said might be right, but at the same time, completely wrong. Do you want to hear how Xbox, how Microsoft advertised the Xbox Series S? That's what I'm saying. I'm on their page right now. Xbox Series S, next-gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever. Introducing Xbox Series S, delivering next-gen performance in our smallest Xbox ever, available November 10th at $300, whatever. At Team Xbox, we always strive to put you, the player, at the center of the gaming experience, letting you play how and where you want and delivering experiences for all types of players. It's with this spirit in mind that we're excited to introduce to you the Xbox Series S, an all-digital next-gen console designed to deliver everything that is core to next generation gaming faster loading times this one's going to be great because we're talking about fps right now Mm -hmm. higher frame rates we're talking about games being locked at 30 which is last gen higher uh, frame rates and richer more dynamic worlds the smallest xbox ever whatever and they continue talking shit as a consumer if i because when they announced the xbox Series X and S, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. You know, the digital version of the Xbox Series S looks like it, it holds up to the power. It looks like it's going to be good. And now we're finding out that it's not. Question real quick. Um, does it also have, because I don't remember, does it have one terabyte of storage as well, the Series S? Or is it less? Does Let me see if there? they present that at any point. But keep going. I'll look it up. I don't want to distract you. Yeah. Um, no, but that, that that's that's what I was saying. And, okay. Yeah, here and here. Here now they have the specifications of the X and S next to each other. Performance target, because again, this is what we're talking about. Performance target. The X runs at 4K at 50 FPS up to 120 uh, FPS. The S runs at 1440p at 60. They specifically said not up to. They said at 60 FPS up to 120 FPS. And we're finding out. Oh yeah, it does have one terabyte. Yeah, that was right underneath. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, no, that's expandable. No, oh, no. Their storage goes up yeah. to 512. So, as a consumer, unless I work at Xbox and I look at them, put that machine in front of me, I'm going to think I'm getting just a cheaper new-gen console. And we're finding out that you're not because it's, things are being locked at 30 FPS. And that's and that's one of the biggest things now. It's, oh, does my game run over 30 FPS? Because apparently the that just changes the way you play but so that that's 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 xbox's own words about their console okay and the other reason i agree with that too is because even when we were talking about it i remember when we did our console watch Mm -hmm. thing i was defending them by saying this is a great option to get into next gen gaming because i didn't know that this was gonna you know i didn't know that something like this Baldur's gate 3 issue would happen i didn't know that people were going to be not able to play like next gen games on an xbox series s until how many years later that we're finding out just how limiting this console is Okay, so taking all that into consideration, I think what we have here, best case scenario, Microsoft grossly underestimated what this underpowered series next-gen console would be able to do. Worst case, they straight up 
lied. <laughs> so it's it's one or the other. But it but but continue what I was saying. At the very least, though, they at least understood that it's definitely wasn't going to be. Obviously, it's way weaker. And I'll get to that in a second. Way weaker than the Series X. The fact that it can't even run certain games at this point. Um, but they did understand it was weaker, which is why it's two hundred dollars cheaper compared to the PS again. The PS Five was with a hundred dollars cheaper. But with the, but more importantly, but, but more importantly though, than was that. But with an average consumer, though, do you think that they would see the hundred dollar or two hundred dollar difference and be like, "Hmm, something's off." Well, that's what I was saying. I, I fully admit that I could be grossly overestimating okay. what the average consumer would do. Like, I, I could very well be wrong about that, I fully admit. But I would like to think that they would see $200 and, like, understand the difference. But the point that you guys have made, which, again, I didn't even consider, is that they, again, advertised things that clearly weren't true or, again, against they overestimated it. But I think that's even worse on the developer side as well, that now they're really starting to understand just how much weaker – the series s is compared to the series x like again i think both the consumer and the developer thought the series s was going to be a lot more than it was and now we're a few years into the cycle and it's clearly not to the point that certain games can't even run of it and we talked about i think a few weeks ago maybe even a few months ago about the story about um developers saying we're just not going to we cannot keep supporting the series s this console is too weak and even back then, I was like, shit, this is a new, new you've advertised this next-gen console, and we're already at the point where they're talking about not supporting the Series S. That's not a good look. Not a good look whatsoever. Yeah. You know what's going to suck? That was just this little random tangent. If this happens to the Switch and the next console that comes after the Switch. I don't know what you mean. Like, never mind. Just keep going. I'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it so, makes sense in my head. Like how the next... So uh, David goes on to say, because I, I mean, unless anyone else wants to talk about, you know, blocking players. Um, on Nothing on that, but I do have something to say about what David is going to continue to say. So we'll okay, I'll, yeah. I'll touch um, on that. Uh, yeah. Do either of you want to talk about blocking players on the Series S, which is a next gen console? No, you're good. I feel like you've already done that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So his next tweet was. Um, Excuse me, let me scroll down. Uh, quote, like I've been saying from the start, the Xbox Series S was a mistake and its limitations will only become more apparent and cause more problems for users and developers in the coming years. This system should not have been released. Um, and then he follows up by saying it would have been far better to do a digital only option at $400 instead of an extremely cut down system at $300. And now the one terabyte Series S is launching at $400 instead of phasing out and replacing the original Series SQ at $300, which he considers another big mistake. Um, so basically, now I want to talk about um, the, the, his follow-up tweets, which are, do you think that after having this conversation that the Xbox Series S was a mistake? And do you think that it would be, have been the smarter move to come up with the $400 uh, Xbox, Xbox Series S one terabyte version to completely replace the $300 version? Or do you think leaving the $300 version out along with another version is the right move? And so, do you think that this is going to be a bigger problem in the coming years? Oh, absolutely. I, it's going to be in the coming years. Oh, go ahead, Chrissy. You go first, if you want. Oh, I was going to say, it's probably going to become a bigger problem in the years, and they should just, you know, take away the Series S while they still can. Do you think they should before just take it people, away? Before, like, the average consumer, they realize that they're not getting the next-gen product as 
what you know it was marketed as wow because it's looking like that at this point in time they should have just spent the extra 200 save the extra 200 and, just and get a series, get a series x, x yeah. and they would be able to play like Baldur's Gate. they'll be able to play all these other games whereas if they purchase a series s what games will be available to them besides some games that are backwards compatible they would mm-hmm. still be missing out on the games that's exclusively being released on the series x yeah Unless they have, you know, a PC or a PS5. Yeah. So, prior to this whole conversation, I was going to completely disagree with what David said. Honestly, <laughs> now that we oh, now, wow. now that now that now that we've had a chance to kind of like talk about this and really confirm that the Series S is really not being performed well at a technical level, I'm a little more mixed. I must say, I'm a little more mixed about whether or not it should even exist in the first place. And the reason why I think there's merits to it still existing is something that you actually said a long time, Jarrell. Like you had made up the great point that at the three hundred at the three hundred dollar price point, the same price as a Nintendo Switch, you got into quote next gen, which I think was a really cool, which is a really cool concept. Plus, there's uh, the fact that it could be, you know, if it's digital only, that's right for Game Pass users, so they could use that as their Game Pass machine and just like play whatever new games are coming out for the monthly price of whatever Game Pass is. And I think that's, uh, I think even today, there's merit to that. I think there's a lot of people out there that do have Series S's that just use it as a Game Pass, Game Pass machine to just try out whatever new releases. So on that merit, I think it's still good. But now that we've confirmed some things on this podcast about how it's becoming increasingly overpowered, how it was probably overpowered from day one and yet marketed as a next-gen machine. Was that? You mean underpowered? Did I, what did I say? Yeah, but what you said. Sorry, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely not overpowered. <laughs> it was extremely I, overpowered. I was like, oh, I think sorry, yeah, no, that's definitely. Oh. I already slipped there. Anyway, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, under underpowered from day one, and that is getting becoming more apparent as the generation goes on. Yeah, like Christy said, this is just going to become this is going to become a worse situation the further in the generation we go. That now entire games are just not working for your. Net quote next gen console, I think that's really bad. Like you get like you got this like if, it's one thing if you got like an Xbox One late in the game, it was being supported for <laughs> years. But you but you had but you but you you but you had to have known that with the new console that it was just, its days were numbered. So there's obviously that. But getting a next gen console and just thinking you were gonna go the however the however many six or seven years of that generation and now being told ah no pony up for the next. The, for the higher tier, you wasted three hundred. Go ahead and pay five hundred. I think that's kind of shitty. Well, that eventually that people are going to just. I think no, it, it just like it sucks that now people the, the prospect for people is now becoming well for seven years. I'm just going to have not necessarily the most powerful Xbox, but an Xbox that can play games. To now being told you have maybe one more year shelf life before you're just not getting games. Potentially, so that's, that's like an eight hundred dollar investment at that point. It is. It is. Where if they just went for the, if you had just told them they could, they, that could, that you know, just a five hundred to start, that's an obviously a better pill to swallow than eight hundred. You know. Well, I. Yeah. I will say, um, and well, Gabe, sorry, do you have something to say before I say it and move on? No. Oh really? Well, real, real, real quick. I already talked quick. my trash about them. Okay. Yes, Brandon. Real, yeah, just real quick, I'll say. I think I think for the casual player who just won't necessarily need to play everything, it will probably probably still be good but i think for the enthusiast that wants to keep playing 
these big releases, it's going to catch up really soon. If, Bal- if Baldur's Gate 3 is any indication, it's going to come faster than we expect. Than I expected, at very least. Um, so... I just... Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to add, I just think it's really sad that the console was released in November of 2020, and we're now finding out about these limitations. Yeah, just think about the people so who pre-ordered the Series S at that time, thinking, oh yeah, we'll be able to play all the latest games on this console. And now, you know, they're now realizing, or they're now finding out, they have to invest in another, you know, in a Series X in order to play, like, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, so I want to say two things about this. One of them is, I'm sorry, I'm looking for, I'm looking over at Game Pass currently on my Xbox. I'm trying to see something uh, while I talk. Uh, but what is this? Okay. I basically want to say that I do think that there is a place for the Xbox Series S and I do agree with Brandon um I don't think it was a mistake um I I I think that uh, Brandon touched on exactly what I was going to say which is um Game Pass is the savior for the Xbox Series S because you can go on right now and well first the first thing I was going to say was yes the game is not going to be available initially for Xbox Series S until they can figure it out down the line I believe so that doesn't mean it's not coming at all it just means you're gonna have to wait possibly a very long time until they can get it figured out and I think with the Series S that might be the case for a lot of things it might just be you're gonna have to either wait for a very long time or like in the case of Starfield I think it's gonna be locked you're just gonna have to play um at a at a lower locked rate of whatever for whatever game you're playing and I think that that's okay because I think that when you're paying $300 you kind of understand like Brandon mentioned that um you kind of understand okay maybe I'm not getting the best version of this game because I'm not playing it on the best version of the console so I do think that there's a place for the Series S, 100%. Especially because, like, looking at Game Pass now, like, you could play Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Everspace 2, Quake 2, Venbu, Celeste, A Short Hike, a bunch of really great games. And I, I think I talked last year about how a lot of the Game of the Year games had been available through Game Pass. And I know a lot of people who were able to play those those Game of the Year games through Game Pass digitally and you know as long as it works right like as long as you're not trying to do something crazy and as long as it works I feel like it's okay it's fine um I still do think that I I don't necessarily think that Xbox lied uh Microsoft lied I think it um it can go up to those and I think that it's up to the developers to figure out how to make it work um, and obviously we have some developers that are like, this is trash. Like, we don't want to make it work. Um, and it's hard to work with, which is understandable. Um, I don't even know how it's selling, so I can't even talk about sales figures. But I definitely think it has a place. And um, I think it's still a good entry into, or a decent entry into Next Gen, just because it allows you to play AAA titles for $15 a month on this tiny console that can basically fit anywhere. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask about that. I mean, obviously, we don't have hard sales data on hand, but I was thinking about an example um, going back a little bit. You know, the PS2 was the best-selling home console. I think it still is. And then, of course, the PS3, when it came out, uh, didn't do well in the beginning. And got, it, got a, it gained a little more traction later on. But it wasn't Sony's interest to keep selling PS2 games and consoles because of how well it sold. And they were just kind of... 
kind of doing that side by side. PS3 and PS2 games were like coming out, despite the PS2 obviously being way underpowered. If they made a game for PS2 and PS3, obviously the PS2 version basically have to be a different version, just so it could actually work. My my question, because I don't have a definitive answer on this, is if it meant developers, both first party and third party, had to go out of their way to make weaker versions for the series, do you think it could have a life that way? And I think the only way we can really, can really answer that definitively is if we knew the series, how well the Series S was selling. If yeah. it was selling well, it'd obviously be in Microsoft's best interest to try to find a way to make it work because yeah. they don't want to just abandon that player base. That it, but if but but if the Series S is not doing well and Series X is what's really out there making them the big bucks, then no, what Christy said, they could absolutely just cut the cord and just uh, leave it alone. Well, Kinda obviously like I don't know, but um, I yeah. will say I think they don't. I feel like that's not really a factor only mm. because remember that a lot of these places are just putting their, their games on Game Pass anyway. And if it's going sure. on Game Pass, it's going to have to work on the Series S because, like, that's a part of the gimmick. So I don't think mm. that's necessarily a, like... In this instance, I don't think that's a figure to really consider because mm-hmm. you're going to have to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like they have a choice when it comes to developing for... it, And this is obviously specifically only for games coming to Game Pass, right? So, like, Baldur's Gate is not coming to Game Pass, so it doesn't count. But, like, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that is coming to Game Pass, means it's, it has to work for every version to be on right. Game Pass. So I don't think it really... I don't think it really matters. Okay. If that's, like, a fair answer to your question. Yeah, I was just curious. Because <laughs> I don't want to make it sound it's like a... I'm... It's dismissive. It sounds very dismissive when I say it doesn't matter. That's why I want to be very, like, clear that I'm not No, I get it. it I get it. It was a curiosity because I mean yeah. Microsoft just finds themselves in a very <laughs> unique situation with this with with this uh, with this uh, with this mess. So, to be honest, I, I just I just, like I just wonder where they one. go from here. Honestly, so, I mean they keep yeah. up keep it. Like, you can't just. I don't think that you should. I don't. Discard it. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I'm just wondering how much pressure develop. I'm I'm wondering if going forward. If they're going to get enough pressure from developers to to decease, or the developers are going to keep trying their best, I, yeah, I guess it's going to largely depend on the games that come out and how well the series has continues to sell. All right, well, that was fun, but it's time to go. And how are we going to go? By answering the question of the week. Ooh, question time! Let's go. So, um, it's a two-parter. Ooh, Please, two-parter. Um, answer with conviction. Also, don't give me no, like, uh, maybe this one, maybe that one. Answer authoritatively. Jeez, I feel called out here. Rude. You should. Answer authoritatively. Answer with conviction. The two questions are, and I'll give you some examples. Um, what are, and this is from Reno the Bouncer on Twitter, um, who posted, uh, 2023 in gaming will go down in the history books as one of the richest years in gaming for all platforms. And then he posted a bunch of upcoming games and a bunch of launch games and asked the question, what are your favorite and your most hyped games so far? My question to you guys is going to be, what is the best game of 2023 so far that you've played? Or just in general, that you even if you haven't played it, if you think it's the best game of 2023, what's the best game of 2023 so far? And what game are you looking forward to coming out, uh, to playing when it comes out this year? Those are my two questions. Great, great question. Can we, for the first question, can it be, what do we think is the best game of the year so far, of 2023 so far? 
and our top, I'd say maybe two or three. No, see, this is why I said answer with conviction. There's well, no, no answer. No, but I mean, we all answer. know what my answer is going to be like. But I feel like there's going to be some games that aren't going to get any love because That's they're not fault. the best of the. How was that my fault? Because they're not the. I'm sorry, you said they're not going to love because they're not the best. Yeah. All right, so then they don't get any love. They're not the best. Oh well. Only one game can win it's game of the year. What? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> listen, listen. listen. I'll, I'll just go ahead and give this disclaimer to our audience. Like, it's no 2023. It's, it's, no, not disclaimer for me. Just disclaimer for, not for me specifically, just for general. 2023 is a great year in gaming. There's Don't just not disclaimers. It's not a great, it's not great enough. It's not great enough. No disclaimers. It's all about love here. Exactly. It's not great enough to knock Tears of the Kingdom out of the the top of the list for games. So there's that. So we'll need no disclaimers. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's, let's go down this list. So the games that have already launched this year, Like a Dragon, Ishin, Hi-Fi Rush, Forspoken, Dead Space, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Hogwarts Legacy, Wild Hearts, Atomic Heart, Octopath Traveler 2, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, Chia, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Dead Island 2, Zelda, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, System Shock, Street Fighter 6, Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, Exo Primal, Pikmin, Remnant 2, The Expanse, Baldur's Gate 3, Atlas Fallen, uh, Immortals of Avium, Fort Solace, um, this is missing a lot, um... Uh, I, I figure it could be every single one. <laughs> That's uh, um, a lot. Oh God, what I hear no ghost uh, trick on that, for example. <laughs> ghost trick. Um, what's the one that you? What's the one that just came out? Um, from the creators of Danganronpa. Oh, Master Detectives Archives Raincoat. Raincoat. And um, That's right here. Fire Emblem Engage. Um, that did come out this year, right? Yeah. That did come out. Oh, this yeah, year. that did. Along Engage. with every single yeah, DLC. The DLC went by really quick. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, and and, and anything that is not here that I have missed that you oh, guys have missed. Oh, Theater Rhythm, of. Final Fantasy. Oh, Theater Rhythm, sure. Final Fantasy. Oh, Final Line, so good. Yes. All right. So, um, who wants to go first? Gabe, you okay. can go first. Tears of the Kingdom. No, I will not be going first. I thought you already knew your game. I'm going to give you an answer, so I will not be going first. Oh, my God. All right, Brandon, what is the definitive game of the year, best game that's come out so far? Definitively, with conviction, the Legend of Tears of the Kingdom. Next. Chrissy. Tears of the Kingdom. Although I thought I went first, but okay. I did. Uh, uh, Gabe. Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. I disagree. Next, we're going to talk about. Uh, if you say Final Whoa, Fantasy 16, I'm, I'm going to log off. Yours? I don't think that Tears of the Kingdom is the best game that came out this year. If you say Final Fantasy sixteen, what is your definitive answer with conviction? I'm asking the questions here. I don't have. And I'm asking you. Oh, I don't have. You can't just say you disagree and leave it at at that. We need to know your game. But you know what? I'm sorry, Jarrell can't answer this question because he's still playing games from like five years ago. So done with the games from this year. So I'm not even playing games from five years ago. I'm still playing the games this year, and I'm not done with them. So I don't have like a I don't have a definitive answer currently. Um, and, and if I did try to answer, it would be lots of non-conviction, because I'm not done with these games. Um, non-conviction. So, the games that are coming up this year. Um, I want to know which one is go- you think is going to be your favorite. Um, and these are not all of them, just some of them. Oh, and I forgot, Armored Core. Armored Core is already out. So, Arm- Armored Core, and oh my god, 
Armored Core and Baldur's Gate 3 are both already out, and um, those have, uh, at least Baldur's Gate 3 has also been talked about as far as uh, Game of the Year goes, but, so, we've got, coming up, Starfield, The Crew, Motorfest, Mortal Kombat 1, Lies of P, Payday 3, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty DLC, um, Scorn came out already, um, Assassin's uh, Creed Mirage, really? yeah, well, I'm sorry, no, was it Scorn, which one's on Xbox? Was it not Scorn? Okay, no, then Scorn's coming out. It's out or it's coming out. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Detective Pikachu Returns, Forza Motorsports, This Guy is 7, Assassin's Creed Mirage, I said that already, Lords of the Fallen, Sonic Superstars, Endless Dungeon, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Just Dance 2024, Metal Gear Solid, MVC 1, City Skylines 2, Alone in the Dark, Ghost Runner 2, Alan Wake 2, Like a Dragon Gaiden, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, The Day Before, Super Mario RPG, Persona 5 Tactica, Dragon Quest Monsters TDP, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, and some other stuff I haven't even mentioned yet. So what is you guys' most look forward to game for 2023? Do you have to ask me? No, I know yours, but the reader... The I reader don't know yours. Not. Yeah, yeah, tell the audience. Oh, I, I have to? Yeah, it's going to be Detective Tech Pikachu Return. Do you guys not know me? No, we, we do. We know you. We're talking for the audience. The audience might not know. <laughs> I mean, here, like, I have a Pikachu. Like, it's mm. everywhere. It's, like, even on my planner. I have Pikachu stickers. Like, oh, my goodness, what is my favorite Pokemon? It's so, Christy, question. Yeah. Can Detective Pikachu knock <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom out of first place for you? No, because Pierce of the Kingdom, you were able to terrorize the poor Karak. Oh my god. That's horrible. What's wrong with you? Oh my god. So I'm looking forward to Starfield. I know that's really weird, but I am looking forward to. Just Starfield. play No Man's Sky. All right. What about you, Gabe? What game are you looking forward to? Go back to Brandon because I have to redo the list again because you said it too fast. <laughs> All right, Brandon. What game are you looking forward to? Uh, definitively with conviction, Spider Man 2. I knew it. I knew and why is it Spider-Man 2? Please go into detail yeah, yeah, a little bit. Gabe is still trying to figure it out. Gabe, you know what? You don't have to... Sorry, answer. no, I have my game. Sorry, I have my game. Lords of the Fallen. Okay, perfect. Oh, okay. Um, and with that, we're over And Super time. Mario Wonder. Okay, nope. Lords of the Fallen. And with that, we're over time. Do a little bit more work. Bye, everyone. Let's go.